I feel like we're being gaslit for our emotions. We're being told that, no, 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 you don't really feel bad. You don't really feel bad. Or if you do feel bad, feel sad, mad, resentful, you know, overwhelmed, mm-hmm. anything like that, then you are wrong. Yeah, you're just not appreciating what you have. There is a difference between practicing gratitude and toxic gratefulness. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crown, joined here by the lovely Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? Brie, we we started something new at No Guilt Mom, which I'm super, super excited about, uh, which I know that if you have been a member of the No Guilt Mom community for a while, you get our weekly newsletters. And if you don't get our weekly newsletters, like we have a link for you right there below. And it's really simple. Just go to newsletter.noguiltmom.com. Sign up for our newsletter because we we try to make it easy. We try to make it super simple. Super simple (laughs) because every Monday, my goal is to give you this like encouragement. Everyone needs encouragement. Like I always have to fill my brain with positive reinforcement and information. And I find like whenever I stop listening to the positivity and the encouragement, that's when I slowly go Mm -hmm. downhill. For me, it's like, not having that morning coffee. Not really. <laughs> but you have coffee that that you give for the week. Like you give you give us that oomph to make it through the week. That that's what we get from that newsletter, and it's phenomenal. If I do say so myself, I know I'm a little biased, but it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I almost said banging. That would have been banging. some weird slang. Yeah, there. banging. Like <laughs> we could start using our teenager slang. Like, hey, I'm oh the mom God. of a teenager. I use the word banging, and I don't even know if I use it appropriately. I just, I just put exactly. It out there. <laughs> Nor do I know if that is even appropriate slang these days. Who knows? Yep. Shout out to our episode with Mama Cusses on the whole like, what? What's dupe? Yeah, let's do. Thought- no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Part of our newsletter. One of the really cool things is that we want you to share this newsletter with everybody. So we have a referral program with rewards. So like call us the new, like who had a referral program before, like in the 80s or 90s? I mean, Blockbuster did not have a referral program, but like those things where you got like punches and then you got rewards for how many like punches you got. The library reading program. Oh, well, (laughs) yeah. Like all the time, like my coffee shop used to do that back in the day before everything went digital, haircuts. Haircuts. Like, but yeah, my favorite, my favorite was Changing Hands Bookstore here in Phoenix. I'd I'd get, fill up my punch card and come in and be like, okay, kids, everybody gets to buy a book. We got 10 bucks in credit. Right, right. So like the thing with the newsletter is that there's like a little link for you to share the newsletter with more people and more moms. And the more moms that you share it with and that sign up for the newsletter, you get prizes, prizes, prizes. I know. And one of our first prizes is we mentioned you here on the podcast. So we have our first mentions here on the podcast. So you'll be hearing this. So here we go. Our four first referral people, the four people who have shared the No Gut Mom message so far. Oh, I, I should do like some kind of drum roll. Like. Drum roll. There you go. There you go. There we go. We have our friend Donna, longtime balance member from Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. So yay, Donna. Woo-hoo! Veronica from Perth, Ontario, Canada. Thank you, Veronica. Woo-hoo! Hannah from Orlando, Florida. Woo-hoo! And Trudy from Perth, Ontario, Canada as well. So thank What's you. What's with the Canadians? I know. The love. Thank you, Canada. We love you. We love Canada. Oh, oh, Canada. I loved it. So if you want your name read right here, guys, newsletter.noguiltmom.com and sign up. And then you get encouragement every Monday. And 
you get to be a part of the podcast. Yes. We're excited about that. We get to talk about something very close to my heart today that I like every time I see a post on social media or anything about it, it riles me up. It makes me mad. I want to like rage against everything. And it's something that we're going to call toxic gratefulness in motherhood. Okay. Right now I'm hearing Britney Spears in my head. Toxic. Don't you know you're just toxic? It's so toxic. And this has started from a meme that I saw on Facebook that said, this morning I saw a quote saying, what a privilege it is to clean a house made dirty by healthy children playing, to wash dishes because we were able to eat three meals today, and to do piles of laundry because we all have clean clothes to wear every day. And that sort of thing gets me so mad when it's posted, not just because of the picture, but because of the hundreds of comments under it from women saying, yes, I needed that reminder today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that reminder. And no one else is saying, this is BS. Like, why are we putting this out here? Because it's just perpetuating this myth that moms need to do everything on their own and totally negating women's anger about it. Right. Like, I feel like – so I I 100% agree with you on this because I feel like there is a big problem in the way that that message was conveyed. What it did was it was – there is a big difference between practicing gratitude and having appreciation for things and being shamed and guilted into – you should be happy that you even have this life. Yeah. Like, like we see. Yeah. Go ahead. We see this in our balance community too. I remember just one of our balance members the other day was saying like, hey, like I want to bring up in my house that I need more help. But every time I bring it up, I'm accused of complaining. And, and I don't want to be a complainer. That doesn't. I don't yeah. want to be a complainer. But I I feel like messages like this is what gets us into that mindset about thinking that, you know, we can't complain about anything. We need to be grateful. And that the reason we feel this anger is that we're not grateful enough, right? Yep. It is bullcrap. We don't appreciate the things around us. (laughs) Yep. It is BS because it's, it's so harmful. It's so harmful. And I believe also that it keeps us as women down. Like it keeps us from making a change, from changing things in our society. So we're going to discuss today exactly how to get around this toxic gratefulness. And we're also going to talk about the patriarchy. And spoiler alert, it is not about horses. (laughs) So we hope that you enjoy this episode of the No Guilt Mom podcast. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about how, wait, patriarchy isn't about horses? What? What? 
I'm just Ken. Let's talk about this, shall we? Because I think uh. that the first of all, the Barbie movie, amazing. But it resembles patriarchy in so many forms. And I think before I even saw this movie, I didn't even realize the pervasiveness of it, the patriarchy. I thought it was just like, oh, you know, it's like this hate against, you know, that men put these restrictions on women. But it's not. It's actually our entire society putting these restrictions on women. That means women putting these restrictions on other women. And that is the confusing part about when we hear the patriarchy mm -hmm. because we think as women, we should be standing up for each other, right? That like everyone has their best interests. But there's also these rules that we have as women in society. I mean, you could think of these rules, right, Brie? Like these unsaid rules to be a woman. Well, like how we're supposed to be the caretakers of everybody. We're supposed to yeah. make – it is our job to pretty much keep our families going. We are the mm -hmm. on-site – coordinator. We are the planner. We are the emotional support slash therapist. We are the cuddler. We're also uh, most of the time like we're not. Oh, and I don't know. This might just be me, but I feel like the message is often conveyed to that. If we aren't successful in a career, then we're we're lacking still. So like we have to be yeah. successful on in what we do professionally on top of everything else and do it with a smile. And gratitude, mm -hmm. hashtag blessed. It, the smile, <laughs> yes, it's the smile and the gratitude and the you can't be seen as a complainer. Yeah, like don't be seen as a complainer. In fact, probably this podcast episode, there are I would bet a number of people who turned it off as soon as we mentioned the word patriarchy. I would bet because it is seen as complaining and not being grateful and not being very womanly or whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> Be, because other women, they will get mad at you for not playing by the rules because they have to play by the rules. So why shouldn't you? Like, they're the ones who are nice and sweet. So why should you be allowed to be angry? Like, no, not dealing with that. You're out. Like, and if you look in your life, there is actually instances in my life I can look back and see how you're pushed out of certain groups with certain norms. Have you watched Bama Rush, the Amazon Prime documentary? No, what is that? Oh my gosh. Okay, you got to check out this documentary. It is about the University of Alabama sorority rush. Oh. And uh, yeah, I know a little bit about yeah. that. The the lengths that these girls go through. Yep. And it's kind of sad as well watching it because every single one of the people she interviewed, the filmmaker, they said the reason they were joining a sorority is because they finally wanted to find their people. They wanted to be accepted. They wanted a friend group to accept them. Mm -hmm. And so they, they saw Rush as this chance to get in. And then she had other stories about girls being rejected by their sororities for one single little misstep that went against the rule, the code of conduct of the sorority. One girl got booted because she was wearing another sorority sticker when she saw all of these other people doing things against the code of conduct that they kind of picked and choosed just because they wanted her out. Like they didn't like her. They wanted her out. They felt she wasn't a good fit. And I feel like that is what's told to women a lot. You're just not a good fit. And a lot of times 
that good fit is usually somebody who is pushing back against the norms, who is wanting things to be different. That's what I would argue. Other times it's just like you're just not a great person to get along with, but that is too partly pushing against again well, back against the norms. For those who don't know, I'm I'm an Alpha Gam Delta alum. Yeah. So I was a sorority girl in college. Wait, wait, go AGDs. Shout out to my squirrels. Anyway, uh, I would definitely say that for starters with that documentary, even though I haven't seen it, I do know about like uh, specifically the University of Alabama uh, in terms of uh, sorority and rushing and and things like that. And yeah, that is a really good example of you have a very set of, uh, well, first of all, let me back this up. Being in a sorority in college in the 90s and rural Missouri was very different than it would have been in, in Alabama. And yeah, they have a, it's, it's way more intense down there. And there is, there are so many rules and conduct and things that you are expected to do. And it's interesting because I think people would somewhat say like that are in that. And even in the sorority that I was in, it would be like, well, you signed up for this. Like you knew what the rules were in the beginning and you signed up for it. Mm -hmm. I had a great experience. I loved all those things. But the sorority I was in was a, you would have loved it. We were a little bit more of the, uh, let's push back against the norms and not necessarily follow what everybody else does. I probably we would have. We I were the anti. Any of the a- Yeah. Good. Yeah. We were the anti-sorority sorority, I feel like, at my campus. But I don't know. I mean, that that was just my take. Maybe that made me feel better. I don't know. But I, but I think that that's a really good example, though, of like how mm-hmm. we're, like, again, you and I joke all the time and, and please Like, I hope that people know that, like, sometimes we joke, sometimes jokes are made because you don't totally understand the backstory of it, or you had personal experiences. Ours are personal experiences. The whole hashtag blessed thing, like, I can't take it. I cannot take it. Because, again, it comes back to what we were talking about. You're being told that you have certain norms that you have to fit into and certain expectations, like this whole thing Mm -hmm. that you were just talking about with this documentary uh, and with that post that started this whole episode. That you have to be grateful. You have to be grateful. No, it doesn't. No, no, little Missy, it doesn't matter. And the little Missy is what would be said. Like, it doesn't matter that you feel like your husband is not a partner in your marriage. It doesn't matter that you're expected to work 40 hours a week and then do 40 hours more at home with no help. It doesn't matter that your kid is having trouble in school. If you just worked better with them they would be able to figure out how to read or do their bond division, right? Like ignoring all the other things that are going on that make us feel like, oh my God, I am drowning. I am failing, but I should be happy just because my, my kids are healthy. I should be happy just because I'm married. Even like, no, no. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. It is really pushing down that anger to keep women in place. That is my very like it goes big back, opinion goes back to the all. 50s <laughs> mommy's little helper and all the all the tranquilizers all the tranquilizers moms yeah. were on because that's what it took to make them be able to get through the day and and we still have that same culture now like we still have that same culture of doing what it takes to get through the day and ooh let's talk about what it takes to get through the day right after this break 
I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like i still add the coffee on there because i like it a lot ag1 tastes really good too and i enjoy my glass every single morning ag1 is a supplement i trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why i'm excited to welcome them as a new partner if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Okay, getting through the day, Brie, like there has been a mommy wine culture for a very, very long time. And it's one of those instances where instead of really looking at the reasons behind the mommy wine culture, I think that a lot of people have said and labeled it as just like bad. It's like alcoholism. You need to get help. You need to get help. Damn well, I need like, damn well, like moms need help. <laughs> we they do. need help, but not in that. Like, the- <laughs> we need help in a lot it's a of symptom. ways. Yes. And it's, yeah. it's a way to cope to get through things. And we're not saying that it is right or it is wrong. There is a point where any mm-hmm. any coping mechanism can go from healthy to unhealthy. Anything mm-hmm. can be like yeah. that. Um, but it, we, we still acknowledge and see this openly in society that we are that we as women are struggling and that we're doing our best to get through the day to day instead of stop stepping and taking a step back and going like, wait a minute. Why does this all have to be up to me to figure it out? Right? Exactly. Well, I also think that, you know, patriarchy damages men as well. They are expected to work long hours. They're expected to achieve the highest levels in their career, never show emotion, never show weakness. Um, And those are the things that they're dealing with, which make it hard for them too. Like everybody is struggling in the system 
which is why like I always wonder why we keep it going. Like, is it this? Why why have we not like, bucked adverse... the system already completely and turned yeah. into Barbie land? I don't know. Is it this adverse like thing to change? Like it was really interesting talking about Barbie with my sister mm-hmm. because um, my sister looked at it and she's like, yeah, like I just didn't see it as that revolutionary. And I'm like, oh, tell me about this. And she's like, well, you know, when we went to Girl Scout camp, that's how it was. Like women supporting women, women cheering women. It's what like mm-hmm. we we do. We have no guilt mom for it's the environment that we want. And she's like, I just didn't see it that revolutionary. And I'm like, but you know what? That environment we experienced is so different to how the rest of the world operates. Yeah. Like when you're in a total female environment where there is no competition placed in front of you, where you are just supporting each other and trying to, you know, make good together, it is revolutionary. But like when you put women in competition with each other, which I think so much of society does, Mm -hmm. like especially with these Oscar nominations that just came out, they're like, first of all, there's so much sides to these Oscar nominations. But um, (laughs) one of them is like, oh, you say that women directors aren't nominated. Well, look, here's a woman director that was nominated. So you're wrong. (laughs) Here's one. Excuse me. Here's one example. We'll give you – here's your crumb. I know. Could you imagine – can you imagine them saying that, being like, oh, no male directors are nominated? Well, look, here's Alexander Payne. He's nominated. Mm, that means we're not sexist. Like, it is never, ever told that way for men, ever. And yet, for women or for people of color, it is always yeah. like that. Always being like, no, nope, we can't be that way. Just because, like, 90% of the population, 90% of the winners are white males, it means we're not sexist because we're racist. We have this population covered. Like, it's so stupid. It is. Those, those those little tiny pieces don't make up for the larger picture, for sure. So, like, so I just feel like we're coming back to when we're being told just to be happy with what we have and be grateful for it. I feel like we're being gaslit for our emotions. We're being told that, no, 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 you don't really feel bad. You don't really feel bad. Or if you do feel bad, feel sad, mad, resentful you know, overwhelmed, mm-hmm. anything like that, then you are wrong. Yeah. You're just not appreciating what you have. And again, like we're trying to get to the point of like, it, there is a difference between practicing gratitude and toxic mm-hmm. gratitude persona, toxic gratefulness. Yeah. Yeah. There is. There is a difference in that. And uh, we're going to talk about that difference right after this. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Saying that positivity is bad. Positivity is not bad. Gratefulness is not bad. Um, just being forcefulness upon you without being able to vent the other emotions, that is yeah. bad. Uh, I just read this book by Gabrielle Bernstein. Uh called Super Attractor. And she's all about uh, positivity and uh, like the law of attraction, basically feeling and getting on the same vibe as the universe. I know it sounds woo. It sounds woo. Um, But getting on the same vibe as the universe so that things just naturally come to you. And it's really interesting because she has this book and she gives you little steps to take along the way. And one of them is, I can't remember, it's like choose a new choice or make a new choice where it's this three-step process when you get a thought in your head that makes you feel bad. And there's a lot of nuance to this. So know that it's not like I'm mad right now. That's a thought that makes me feel bad. That anger is telling me something. So we're not going to apply it to that. More like the thought that I'm not enough or nobody wants me around those kind of thoughts. So if you find one of those thoughts, like no one wants me around, number one, you acknowledge it. You're like, okay, this is really hurtful. I'm having this thought right now. Number two, you forgive yourself for it. You say, you know, I forgive myself for having this. This is a natural thing. And then number three, you make a new choice on what thought to think. Like, you're like, oh, and even if your new choice is just like, I am opening myself up to the creative possibilities that are waiting for me right Mm -hmm. now. Like it doesn't have to be something big. It actually has to be something believable. Like you can't go from nobody wants me around to everybody likes me because that's not believable to you. But I think it is a believable twist just to be like, I'm opening myself up to possibilities right now. And that brings you a certain amount of calmness, of stability versus this thought that like causes a lot of anxiety and fear. So when we talk about gratefulness and positivity, looking at it that way, thinking that, okay, it's good to feel good. I don't want to feel angry and anxious and fearful all the time. Those emotions are actually very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. And they don't bring the joy to the world that I really want them to. They're good to acknowledge that they're there. 
because that is going to be the first steps to take action for them. But for me to take action, I really need to get myself in a positive place so that more people are attracted to it. Um, so I think it's a really interesting concept, the difference between being grateful and the toxic gratefulness. Yeah. And so like I, we were talking off camera earlier about how like we both practice our own gratitude and and mm -hmm. and like you um like for instance for me I was gonna say how you do it but you can explain how you do it but I do mine like I try to at the end of the day because I I'm I'm at a point right now where like I've got a lot going on in my life and I could definitely I definitely notice that I've got some burnout that is definitely going on because I've got I've become a bit of a negative Nancy that's not normally my personality normally pretty optimistic up high going kind of gal so practicing gratitude trying to make it realistic I do it at the end of the day normally in bed my husband will be like okay so what are you grateful for today and sometimes my gratitude is literally just well uh I managed to make it through the whole day without like grinding my teeth uh you know <laughs> uh we had a day where uh Nobody said anything mean to one another in the house. So that's a positive. And like, and some of the gratitudes are like, and you know what? I'm just grateful that, um, that you helped do the dishes after dinner tonight. I mean, I know that it was, it's your chore and you do it all the time, but I want you to know that I'm grateful for that. And that really makes me feel good that like we have that going on. And that is sometimes that is the best I can come up with for gratitude for the day. Other days is really great. Like, oh, we had a fantastic day. I'm so happy that we have our whole family together and that we can see each other all the time, blah, blah, blah. But some days it's like literally I just made it through the day without grinding my teeth and getting a migraine. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, I like I like to do mine as wins, uh -huh. like trying to find the wins at the end of the day because I I have this association with the word grateful. Okay. And just, that's fine. I get so and mad at fine. it. Yeah, that's fine. But when I look at wins, it could be something so small as like, oh my gosh, I figured out this tech issue that was bugging my entire team and I'm very excited about it. Or I got a really great email of thanks today and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Or I felt really good doing this video or this one comment on Instagram was a really interesting conversation and I liked that. So looking at those things that brought me a little bit of joy, brought me that win, brought those things in and then... It takes, I take it a step further where I try to feel the feelings I felt during that because gratitude is, it doesn't work unless you take yourself back to feeling those good feelings. And it's funny because when you just sit there and I'm like closing my eyes right now and I try to like bring the feelings back, like I, I look back and I'm like, okay, what did I feel when I finally figured that out? And I'm like, I feel it in my body. I feel it going up like into my skull, you know, that little bit of a head rush you get where you're like, ah, like so fun. And you could redo those feelings. And it's rewiring the brain when you practice doing that. It's a form of meditation because if you could practice doing that when you're not stressed, your body is going to be better able to access it when you are stressed. Um, and I find that that works really well. Yeah. I feel like when I'm, when I'm going through it, I, I get to relive that moment and I'm happy I'm warm. I'm fuzzy. So yeah. And notice at no point in there did I say, I'm grateful that my kids are healthy. I'm grateful that I have a messy mm -hmm. house. Like I don't, no. I just feel like that is, it's, it's telling you that you, you're 
you're wrong, you're bad if you're feeling overwhelmed with that stuff. And we're here to tell you that it's not. It's it's yeah. okay I- to hate that part of the day. It is okay to hate those and things when they're happening. That it is a part of human nature. I mean, I talk about this a lot. It's called hedonic adaptation, where you get used to the good things in your life so that you want like more of that good thing. And it's just a part of the human brain. Like you get used to those having healthy kids. You get used to like having laundry to clean up, a, up having a laundry machine. Like, I mean, I remember the days in my apartment where we had to go down like three whole stories into the garage and like look for a washer that was actually open. And then we had to spend all day like babysitting that washer, do our laundry. Yep. And it's not one of those things where I take my laundry basket now and I'm like, I am so grateful I don't have to do it anymore. No, I've adapted to that. And it doesn't bring me as a human joy as it once did when we first, you know, got the washing machine. And that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person because I've adapted to it. It's just human nature. So accepting that human nature and also accepting that it's okay to want more. In fact, I want you to want more. I want you to want more. Because if you don't want more, like you're not going to grow. You're not going to become that example for your kids. You're not going to become that role model who's pursuing all of these great things in your life. And you're not going to show your kids exactly what they can be versus what society wants them to be. And that's really the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. You you have a whole lot ahead of you. You can do anything. You can be in any type of situation and you and nobody expects you to be perfect and happy and have mm-hmm. a pasted on smile 24-7 because that's just not realistic. I mean, it's just it's not. Or they're stepford wives. I'd rather for you be a, a real person. <laughs> smile, I have no way to communicate with you or nothing in common with you. (laughs) All I can think about is that video for the 90s, Black Hole Sun, and all they had these like terrible smiles. Like, ah. It's crazy. I can't. I can't. Mm. So can we ask a favor of you before you go? Can you please rate and review the No Guilt Mom podcast? It helps us get the message out to so many more moms. We'd be so grateful for you um, and out, we were out on the air with your little screen name. I know that Apple Podcasts doesn't let us put our real names unless they're already in our account. I'm no guilt mom on every <laughs> single thing I review. So, <laughs> so if you see no guilt mom, you know it's, it's Joanne. Me. But yes, give us give us a little, share some love. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Do you agree? Do you mm-hmm. not agree? Uh, do you feel like we're being a little too harsh on things? What, what are you grateful for? Share that too. Like, would love yeah. to hear that. Until stuff. next time, remember the best mom, the happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. 
I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.